The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. Positive Talk Radio. We've got a great guest for you today. She's been on the show before. And if you want to go review some of her work, you can go to um, um, PositiveTalkRadio.net. Her name is uh, Bracca Getz. And, and whatever Bracca wants, Bracca Getz. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my. That was a terrific what do you call it? That video that you just showed. That was great. Oh, good. I'm glad you like it. We've got uh, uh, some really big doings happening around here at uh, Positive Talk. And I got to tell you, that's one of them. And one of the other things that we do is we are now creating shorts for people and for businesses and, and putting them on uh, Instagram and and uh, that kind of thing. So uh, that's that's something that you and I get to talk about a little later, is that uh, whether or not that would be something that you would like us to do for you. Terrific. And, and it's 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 really is a lot of fun. As a matter of fact, we have one that we just did um, a week or two weeks ago, and uh, it has been it's had twenty three thousand views. Beautiful. So things are good here. How are things with uh, in in the in the gets world? Wonderful. You you is this is this a video and on uh, audio or? Yes, ma'am. You oh, are okay. currently on three Facebook channels, four YouTube channels, and wow. Twitter. Wow! Wow! That's wonderful. So don't be nervous. Yeah. Right. You're doing great. That's fantastic. Yeah, things that things that things are looking up in our world, and and know that they're looking up in your world too, because you have got like uh, forty two books out now, and they're all yeah. most of them are children's books. Well, I, I'm going to say I have forty one and a half books out. Forty one oh, okay. and a half, yeah. Like like one is almost being born, and there's like a actually yeah, where we're really, it's so exciting when you're in the process, you know, of creating. It's like just one of the greatest joys there is. Like what you're doing when when you're just creating wonderful, positive things in the world. It's one of the biggest joys there is. It, it yeah. really is. And I like to have you on. You've been on before. And if you want to go to PositiveTalkRadio.net and just search under the Getz, which is G-O-E-T-Z, and you will, and her previous episodes will come up. They're all very entertaining, which is why I like having you on because you are an author and you are a children's author, author, and you work to enlighten kids about their spirituality, about about life in general. You do uh, health. You do all kinds of things in language that a child can understand. You got it. 
Exactly right. Totally on the mark. Yes. And you do that. Why? Oh, it helps my soul to shine when I help other souls to shine. Right? Is that yep. what happens? That's what happens. Yep. It's, the, it's just the greatest feeling. You know, I was explaining about the pleasure ladder when I was on here last, and that's it. The, the, the lowest level are all the physical pleasures that we enjoy with our senses. And next up is love. Love is focusing on the virtues of another. Totally, we could do any of these things. I just realized five levels to the pleasure ladder. I realized this two weeks ago. Five levels correspond to it's within our own hands, the five fingers on our hands. We can bring this pleasure into our life at any moment through mindful gratitude. We grasp it. it. It's not dependent on anybody else. Love, it's not about waiting for somebody to come into your life. It's about us focusing on the virtues of somebody. What do we appreciate about people? You know, um, there was somebody who was writing in, how do I get over my ex? Like, I still love them. So, I, I sent back the answer is that you focus on the virtues of other people. You don't have to stop loving that person. Just start focusing on the virtues of many other people and you'll bring so much more love into your life. Open. We just have to open our eyes and we'll see good things about all kinds of people. Yeah. Oh, and so yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Please. Well, I was just going to ask you, did she take your advice? Did she re uh, send another email back to you? I don't know. No, it was on these things where they were asking for advice and they published the answers. So they published my answer as one of the answers to this person's gotcha. problem. Yeah. So that's how it went. And I, I don't know, but I was happy they accepted my answer, you know. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and then also, so we have the sensual, all the senses all those pleasures, all then love, and then meaning, doing something meaningful, and then creativity, almost at the top. It's such a high to be creative. And the highest one of all, we transcend all the limitations. We, we break a habit. We start a new habit. We sense how we're all connected to each other. It, we break down barriers. You know, we... We lift the veils of separation. It's just, that's the highest. And I think, I don't know if I told you, but in psychology today recently, they said that the sense of awe and wonder that comes with that feeling of transcendence, it creates the most like phytochemicals in our bodies. It creates the body, the chemicals that fight off infections. It, it's what keeps us healthiest, being joyful. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And and the reality, I believe that we are, ultimately, we are here to help each other. Yes. And, and, and to be supportive and, and to care and to be kind. Yes. And uh, in our world today, there's just not enough of any of that going around. And that's why, that's why it's important for me to talk to you because you are one of those people. Yes. That, and, yeah, that's why it's important what you're doing because it's so needed. It's just so needed in the world. 
I don't know if more than ever, but maybe. And so it's great to feel needed, right? Yeah, to spread joy. That's it. It really is. So when you wrote your first book, was it kind of a lark for you? Was it, did you think I'm destined to write 42 books and this is just number one or was it as was it a process for you yeah i i was sitting outside in israel and my children my little children were playing on the playground so i took my notebook i i whenever i get ideas i drop them down on a paper towel a napkin any place just i gotta get it out right then but then when i have time i sit outside and i write or wherever so i sat there and you you got to know, there was no computer. I stuck it on the loose leaf paper in an envelope, mailed it to America. And six weeks later, I got a response that the book was accepted, you know? So then I said, oh my gosh, this is how you write books. This is how you write a children's book. So, so then I kept going. Yeah. Wow. So did you recognize at the time that that's very rare? that you could send your first manuscript and you send it out the first time and it's accepted? I didn't know that. I didn't realize that till later on. <laughs> I didn't know how rare it was, but you know, as a child, I loved to write. Um, I was writing poems. I, my first poem that was read like in public was like, maybe I was in third or fourth grade and they read it to all the parents at an assembly where they, it must have been like a parent-teacher's meeting. And it was about how books can take you anywhere, you know, how you can just travel anywhere with a book. So I consider that kind of foreshadowing that that's what I was going to be, you know, writing books, because I still feel that way. And my favorite books are still picture books. I love picture books. You know, it seems funny for a Harvard grad to say that, right? That that's my favorite level of writing is picture books. Yeah. yeah. Well, now, when you do your writing, do you also do the illustrations in your books? I'm not. I don't think I'm good enough. I do love to draw. And I love to draw like creatures, kind of like Dr. Seuss, you know, like interesting creatures. I've never written a book that I felt I could illustrate. So it, the publishers usually pick the illustrators. Sometimes I get to pick the illustrators and I've never illustrated my own book yet. But yeah. you get to final approval. Yes. Over what is in your books, right? And I love it. It's real back and forth. Like, you know, through email, we just keep sending and we revise it. And that's an awesome creative process. When you watch the book come alive like that through the illustrations. Yeah. Now, when you write, do you think that when you're writing that, see, I'm a firm believer in intuition and inspiration and those things that, that when you're writing, do you feel like you get an inspiration and then you have to write it down? Yeah, got to do it right then. It's so amazing. Um, I feel like we're just channels. We're channels for this amazing amazing ideas, amazing energy that comes. And it usually comes in the mornings. Um, so I keep a pad, a pad next to my bed with a pen and I'm scribbling in the dark and I hope I see it in the morning what I can, hope I can read what I wrote, you know? 
but I just try to get it. Usually I wake up, it's like before dawn and I wake up and these ideas are there. So I just have to get them out. Yeah. And you need to do it right now because you'll forget them if you don't, right? Yeah, that's why I have to scribble it exactly right when it comes because I'm not going to remember it otherwise. Yes. Like the titles, everything. When, when, the, the, when this book, when somebody asked me to write Let's Stay Healthy, my newest book that was out, they asked me to do this and I'm like, yes, but how do I do it? I don't have exactly how to do it. So like a few days later, I wake up and there it is, the title, exactly how to write it, the whole thing. So I call, I called the person up that begged me to write this book and I go, guess what? I can do it now. I got, I got, I got the whole thing. Yeah. Where does that come from for you? Well, it comes from the source of all the source of energy, the source of all ideas, infinite intelligence, infinite wisdom. Yeah. Why you, do you think? I don't know. It comes to everybody. But but definitely, when you are happy, it's easier for things to flow. I believe that. I believe that, you know, sometimes we write about things that are difficult or painful, and that also comes through. But when you're in a state of flow, it's much easier for the ideas to come through. Yeah. What are the things that you practice to be in the state of flow? Well, the, okay. I, you know, the things that I'm very into, which I write about in Let's Stay Healthy, is definitely eating natural foods because it has the vitality of the earth in it. That's what we need. It has all the nutrients we need, all the good stuff, you know, as opposed to the junk food, which has all of that taken out, you know. So that that helps you to be happier. Um, and exercise, moving, dance, yoga, whatever, gardening, whatever you enjoy doing to move and music, all those, all those lowest level pleasures, the pleasures that that nourish our bodies, they also nourish our souls. And they they have the potential to, to fill us with gratitude. So um, all those things, even on the lowest level, it brightens our life. And, and, and they're available to everybody. If, 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 if you're watching this now, you're breathing. So you have the opportunity to focus on how awesome our breath is how it's giving life to all the vegetation in the world and the vegetation is giving us life. It's like amazing stuff is happening every moment. Yeah. Where did you come up with that? I mean, I mean, you are in, that's one of the reasons why I love to have you on the show because you're an incredibly positive person. And are you always that way or are there mornings that you get up and you go, uh, I'm going to be grumpy today? There, there, there are, there are rare times when I'm not so happy and there, and, and, and there've been dark periods in my life when it was really, really hard, but in general, I'm grateful that I inherited the gift of happiness from my father. He was the happiest person I knew. And I would say his secret to happiness is the, he had low expectations in life. He was happy with whatever he got. I remember at the end of his life, 
I'd give him a baked potato and he was so excited about the baked potato, you know? He was like, <laughs> even still, I mean, he had Alzheimer's at the end, but he, and he was bedridden, he'd had a stroke, but he could still, you know, sing. Alzheimer's patients love to sing. He was still singing about, you are my sunshine. He'd still sing that to me, you know? And, you know, he was happy until he left this world. Even the moment he left, oh my gosh, we were all surrounding him and my children were all around him. It was the Sabbath too. So it was really a very spiritual experience. And um, who was the um, Steve, Steve, Joe, Steve Jobs, the head Steve of jobs from Apple? Yes. He, my father had the exact same reaction when he passed from this world. I heard that Steve Jobs, his last words, when he, my father was like this, he was like, his eyes were closed. He was taking his last breath and suddenly his eyes got wide, just like with Steve Jobs. And Steve Jobs apparently said the same thing. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Those were his last words. My father's eyes flew open. He was like, and then, and then he was gone. Like, you know, like, I don't know what he saw in those last moments, like the white tunnel, the people, the white light from the tunnel that people describe or seeing all your loved ones. I don't know. It's something amazing that goes on. I, I know this is not all there is, but it was awesome to really accompany him up until the end like that. Now, because of that and because of how he left this world, that gave you a moment of hope that that he wasn't really gone. His body, it's 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 like, uh, do you remember your first car? Yes. <laughs> what was it? What was your first car? <laughs> it was a, it was a station wagon. <laughs> I, I can just imagine you driving the station wagon it's just barely with your head over the steering wheel and, mm-hmm. and, and do, you, do you remember the make and model of it no and no. the and the thing is do you remember the day that you uh either sold that car or it stopped running or or whatever it was yes and and you got out of your car and you went and you got another car and because that's what you needed to do. I think that we operate the same way. Our bodies get old, they yes. get frail, yeah. our, our minds go and we go, uh, but we but our bodies, our bodies stop functioning, but we are still continuing on. Exactly, exactly. You, when you unplug the refrigerator, the refrigerator is dead, but that energy, the energy is still there. It's still, it's still traveling. This energy that we have, this spiritual energy goes on and on. We have, it just, this is not it. We're in these, this is our clothing. Exactly. And we take this off and we step into new clothing, you know, um, a new car, a new way to to trans, transport ourselves around um, planet well, and- Earth right now. And the refrigerator is actually a really good analogy. You know why? No. Nope. When the refrigerator stops working and it's, it stops working for a while and it warms up and you open the refrigerator, it begins to smell. Very yes. much like our bodies do after yes. we're done with them. That is so true. That's right. And then we just turn into back to dust. We turn back to dust. So we're just here for a limited amount of time in this world 
to lift up the sparks of everything. Lift up, find all the sparks. There's spirituality hidden everywhere. Yeah. Now, I wanted to talk to you about something because something happened to me recently. And I wanted I want to get your opinion on it as a writer and also a very spiritual person, mm-hmm. uh, which I know you to be. Yeah. Um, and so I want I, I had I had a and I, I know this happens to you as well, but it was kind of like a it wasn't it was kind of like a download, but it was it was it, building it was built one thing built on another and built on another. And then it became like a whole thing. Did, did that does that work for you? I'm not sure what you're saying. Wait. Okay, let me let me explain. <laughs> I, I had what I was feeling like I was having what was called what you would call a download, and it was something that I had never really considered. But this this word popped into my head, and it was. Did you ever see the movie with John Wayne called True Grit? Wait, what is a download? For me, a download is like a me- a message from. The, the creator you get them all the time oh, in the middle of the night. a download got it got it got and, it and and so when you get one of those and you get a thought that you know did not come from you it did not originate from right. your from your brain no. but it came through you yes. which is how your books come yes and and so it came it came through me and it and, and so i had to get up and i had to start writing it and so it ended up being something that I call authentic grit. Um, does that authentic grit? Does that make any sense to you at all? You mean like a takeoff on true grit? You're saying is that what you basically? Saying? And so and so in the process of of what true authentic grit is, I, I used grit and made an, an analogy or a, a uh, uh, acronym for for it, so that each each letter st- stood for something. And I want to read this to you, and you tell me what you think. Terrific. Um, um, authentic grit is G stands for gratitude, always developing personally, professionally, and spiritually. R stands for resilient, never quitting, strength of character, positive, passionate, humble, indomitable spirit, wow. hardiness, excellence of purpose, powerful, kind and honest and tough mentally determined hardworking, courageous and creative i think that as i as i pursue my life that's what i'm looking to develop in myself is true authentic grit awesome. does that make sense awesome awesome i i it, you know this is this is your pleasure ladder everything is in there everything it's so fantastic because people say that's what you need grit for success in life and you have all you have within there everything that brings true pleasure in life so i mean what i think what there's a line wayne dyer um success is an inside job (laughs) exactly that's exactly. that's what that is. What you just said, this authentic grit. I love how you took it apart, and I love, of course, that it begins with gratitude. Yes, everything, everything begins with gratitude. Yes, uh, you, 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 because you know the the fact of the matter is, and I don't care who you are. If I could just get on my soapbox here for a second, but if you, the minute you walk out of your house, I would like everybody to stop and take notice 
of the of the air of the wind that's there the the smells the colors beautiful, beautiful. the the the, the understanding that rather than going through life and rushing about and doing this and doing that and becoming human doings, we need to be human beings yeah. and we need to be here to enjoy the life that we have and good things will come to us. If, if we do that, rather than trying to do this and do that, and you never get, when you're a human doing, you never get time to do anything because you're always doing beautiful rather than being a human being, which is what we are designed to be, is to be Beautiful. happy, to be loving, to be kind, to be, to be, uh, to, and, and, and the gospel according to Paul McCartney, let it be. Let it uh, be. <laughs> oh, that's good. Sa sa yeah, I love that. Savor the flavors, linger longer. These, thi these things help me to remember to really enjoy what we already have. Yes, exactly. You know, I went to um, a, a gourmet restaurant with my former wife one time, and we both were into um, different flavors and, and things. And, and the, the chef had a creation that was really had a lot of different flavors and different combinations of flavors. And he really put a lot of thought into it. And so we would just, we sat there, we didn't talk much. We just enjoyed the moment of the company, of the food, of the flavors, of the unique and, and the ambiance around us. And the, that's what I believe that's what our creator in, in, in wants us to do in life is to enjoy the experience while we're here, even if the experiences are not always, you know, sunshine and puppy dog tales. Exactly. This, we were put in this garden and we, you know, we put up walls in the garden, but th this is really a garden. It's an incredible place. And I, 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 I heard a story the other day. I've never told it over. Let me give it a try. Let me see if I could do this. There was... A farmer had a donkey that fell into a well and he's he's like crying out, you know, get me out of the well. And the they're trying to get him out, but they can't. So they give up and they just start they saying, look, this well was dry for a long time. We should have filled it up before. So they just start putting dirt in it and they can't get the donkey out. And, 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 and then after a while, the, the donkey stops crying. And, but then, then, then after more time passes, they start to see that the donkey is coming up to the top of the well. And they go, what in the world? What happened is the donkey realizes that he could stand on this earth. He could make it into steps. So as they're putting down this dirt, he's ascending to the top of the well. And that's kind of what we go through in life. It, it, it does, didn't look good, didn't look pretty for this donkey, you know? But when people throw dirt in our direction, you know, there's a lot of hurt that can happen in things, but it really all is for an ultimate good. We really can use it as stepping stones to move to an ascend to a new place in life. And 
That's why it may not always be rosy at all. It didn't look good for that donkey. But um, really, the things, the challenges that are sent to us in life are opportunities. We don't always make those opportunities. I mean, there are people that don't make it in life. But guess what? We get another opportunity. This is not all there is. But but anyway, this um, since there is not all there is, but while we're here, we can try to use the opportunities, even the painful ones, in order to, to grow. I couldn't agree with you more. In fact, I, I'd even go so far as to say that we're here to experience life. If everything in your life was absolutely perfect all the time, you would never appreciate the good times when they come. Right. And so it is, it is a, a process and right. it's about the, the, the good moments and, but also learning from the difficult times Yes. and, and learning how to work through them and to deal with them and, and then to move and to then you will appreciate the good times when they happen even more. Exactly. And, 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 and I was given a good head start in life because my father was a very positive person. But let's say you're not given those genes. From what I've heard, so much of our happiness is, you know, um, malleable that, that, um, that we're able to increase our ability to be more grateful tremendously. And, and those that, you know, haven't been doing that since childhood, there's neuroplasticity of our brains and we can actually, the more that we wire our brains to be grateful, the more we can become grateful people. We can, we can definitely change into more grateful people in life. I've been doing a lot of uh, interviews lately with people that had studied the brain a little bit and in some cases a lot and they talk in terms that that I can't repeat here because I can't say the words but but what they say is that it's it is possible for to, for us to rewire our brain into a much more positive person if you believe that you can accomplish that right right and and an, uh, another thing I learned, I, I think I expressed this, that it takes 400 repetitions to form new synapses in the brain. But if we do it joyfully, in just 10 to 20 repetitions, we can get a new habit down. So the trick is doing it joyfully. That's why, you know, children's books is what I love to do. In other words, create these synapses in young people in a joyful way. And also it's why songs, we teach through songs so much because when you add the joy element, you can take on the new habit so much more easily. Um, so there's nothing to lose by being more joyful. And it's, it's the best way actually to develop these new habits, yeah. I, I I couldn't agree more. And <laughs> have you always been this positive? And I think I asked you this before, but I'm just struck that that you you you're so. And are your kids? Have you been able to pass it down to your kids? I know that they're the ones who they've got a. Uh, um, by the way, you can sign up for the newsletter, and if you go to. Um, um, well, where, <laughs> I'll ask you. Where do they need to go to sign up to get the newsletter? Oh, yeah, it's thegetsbookshop.com. 
G-O-E-T-Z, bookshop.com. They've created this. They love just taking my messages further out into the world. They love doing this. So I'm very happy. Yes, they are all grateful people. And my grandchildren are also. Even I have one grandchild with severe disabilities, but she is such a grateful person. She can't, she can't feel anything from the waist down. And her mental capacity is limited, but she is a really, really happy girl. She's, um, she's seven now, and she's an amazing person. And like the other day I was eating with her, I was standing there, I was eating pizza, and she said to me, sit down. Why don't you sit down? It was so, here. She's thinking about me. I mean, it's amazing. She's here stuck in the wheelchair thinking about other people. So I'm really, I'm blown away. Yeah. It's, um, we all have so much to be grateful for. She knows that she has so much to be grateful for. She's got a whole bunch of siblings that are almost always looking out for her. It's, it's, it's really beautiful. Yeah. You know, I will, um, and I don't often say this on the show, but I will for you today. And that is, I believe that one of the things, I believe that we get to choose our destiny when we come down here and that we, that we have the opportunity to create the circumstances by which things that we wish to learn and accept and to grow. And one of the, one of the hardest things that we are willing or able to do is to come here with a disability. Yes. Because we recognize that we're going to be different and it's going to be a, a harder road to hoe, as it were. And uh, so I, any, anyone who has disabilities, I think that they are of the highest nature. And, yeah. and I've, known, I've known people that are, they're in a wheelchair or whatever the case may be, yet they're happy. Yes. And they're happier than they're happier than people that are wandering around uh, doing this and doing that and, and being and not relaxing and 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 stuff. So it, it, I think there's something to be said for that. And yeah. uh, in fact, one of my children's books, I'll hold it up. Let, let's appreciate everyone is about disabilities. When 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 my granddaughter was born, people were saying to me, I know you're going to write about disabilities now. And I said, I'd love to, but I'm not an expert. I don't know how to write this book. So what happened? I, I saw an article in a magazine and I called the person after I read the article. I said, her article was about the workshops that she's giving in schools to teach about disabilities. So I said to her, your workshops are fantastic, but it would be so great if your workshops could reach more and more people, how about if I put it into a picture book? She was thrilled. So I wrote up her workshops in this picture book. These are not my ideas. And it's mainly from her. And her name is Yael Zellinger. And I put, it's basically like she teaches when, when a child sees a child with a visible disability, you they usually stare, which makes total sense. They're curious. And she says, there's another five letter word that also begins with S like stare, but it's, it's smile. If you add your smile, it changes everything. You can still stare because you're curious, add your smile 
and you create a connection between you and the child because children with disabilities are usually the loneliest children. They don't get invited to play dates or birthday parties as much as everybody else. And in the book, I give like, I give, I give over the experiences of what, it, what does it feel like to be different, different exercises to do. And um, I give examples, just practical tips, because children don't know how to act. Like when you, when you, when you meet a child in a wheelchair, <laughs> um, sit down next to them so you're on the same level. When, when you meet a child who's blind, Make sure you say your name, say when you're going away, you know, basic things. And when you meet a child who's deaf, you can write them a note, you can draw them a picture, you can speak slowly for them to read your lips. And many children have disabilities, they're in, invisible. So they're sitting on the side, they're not joining in the games. So go over and invite them to join in. They may not want to, but it's still good for you and it's good for them if you ask them to join. You know, one of the gifts that you have is that when you talk, you can conjure up memories in somebody that this memory that I have, this, let's mm. see, it would be, it'd be uh, about uh, 50 years old, about 52 years old. I was in, in school and we had recess during school. Well, there was a young, a young kid um, who had braces on his legs. And so he wasn't involved with us very much because he couldn't get out and he couldn't play basketball and, and, he, and that sort of thing because he couldn't move very well. And so one time we were, but we were playing army <clears throat> and we picked two sides and he was just standing there. And my side said to him, why don't you come and be our doctor? And you can and you can heal people and be our doctor as on our on our team, and then the other side picked a doctor for their side, and I turned around and this young man was hobbling away, and I went up to him and I said, "Where are you going?" And he said, "Well, you picked a doctor for." I said, "No, that was for the other guys. We want you for our team." And so you come with us and oh. you, and it was the light that came on. I'll never forget. Oh gosh. The light that came on to his face. Wow. That he had, he had been rejected because of his legs, his whole life and to be included, even though, even though it wasn't much, he just, all he did is, okay, you're fixed. Okay. And you know, because we were playing army and people were dying all over the place and then he would fix them. Beautiful. But it was one of those, it was, it taught me, and maybe that's why, where part of where my kindness came from is the empathy that I realized that that for him was a big moment. Well, what got you, something got you to even say that to him. You already had something implanted in you too. I mean, it, I'm sure it, it helped you so much. It encouraged you to spread more kindness in the world, but that you, 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 you felt this empathy to him to begin with, and you drew him in. You know, something happened to you. I feel that gave you that light. You know. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I believe. Well, when as I was growing, when I was growing up, my my 
faced bullying and all that kind of stuff. Even though I was, you know, I, I had all my limbs that worked and everything, but uh, but there was there were still bullies and yes. and, up, and up to and including my brother hanging me by the neck when I was ten. Yes, and stuff like that. That's a whole other story. But yes, but, you know. But go ahead. Things increase your sensitivity when 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 things happen to us that make us feel different. We have more compassion for other people. That's one of those things where dirt gets thrown at us and we use it as a step up to ascend in life because the light inside of us is really infinite. It's infinite. We're, we're all infinitely beautiful and infinitely joyful really within us. It just has to come out. We've built layers of protection so that the light may not be shining if we've been hurt. But, you know, with intervention, we can get help to remove all those layers of protection, those coping mechanisms so we can go back to our natural state of light of sh of of shining joy you know and you and you and i are very similar in that um i love the book uh that that you worked with the the uh um the author of the article to collaborate yes. with let's appreciate everyone yeah let's appreciate everyone because yeah. you gave her your platform right. you didn't have to and <laughs> But you gave her your platform, and you're an author of note, uh, written over 40 books. And so so you were able to help her get her message out to a much broader audience than she would otherwise have had. And that is that is part of your gift, and that's what you're giving back to people. That's that's really cool. So that's, that's what you're doing. I love it. Giving, this is what we need in the world, would never, platform for positivity. And, and one of the things that you mentioned that you did with that boy to be the doctor is, is focusing, it talks about focusing on the strengths. Everybody has strengths. Don't focus on the problems. For like 20 years, I was uh, directing a Big Brother, Big Sister program. And, and that's what we would tell the volunteers. Don't focus on the child's problem focus on their strengths. You are here not to be their therapist. You're here to build up their strengths. That's, that's the job of being a mentor. And that, by the way, thank you for circling right back into that, because that is what teaching authentic grit is about is is building on the positive building on what you can do that you're not going to settle for yes. anything less than the positive outcome of what you're looking for so you know every time i talk to somebody i am so more enthusiastic about that 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 little thing because i think people can understand it um if if, if they listen to it what do you I, think i think it's great i think you should you could do a course on that it's a fantastic idea well, thank you. For, I'm going to. I'm. I'm going to because it. It is. It is, and it's something I really believe in. And you know where I got it from? No. Nope. A football coach. Wonderful. Wonderful. Football coaches can do amazing things for people's lives. Yes. I was. I was watching a interview. Now, this I'm talking about. Um, for those of you that don't live in the Seattle area, you may not know him, but his name is Pete Carroll. He's the coach of the Seattle Seahawks, and he's got a very unique method of working with people and yeah uh, there was a young woman who 
Now, first of all, as you probably may or may not know, young women do not coach men's football much. And because these are big, overgrown, you know, these guys are just amazingly big and uh, and stuff. But this little petite girl uh, was she was a running back in in on a girls team in in Canada because they have such things there. Tackle football girls team in Canada. And she wanted to get into coaching. And so the NFL had a program that she qualified for and she came to work for the Seahawks. And the first thing that happened was she walked up to Pete or Pete Carroll walked up to her and and she said, what do you want me to do? And she's and he said to her, I want you to be the absolute best at what you can do and be the best that you can be. Now, my job is to help you clear out all the rubble, clear out all the crap so that you can be the absolute best that you can be. And as long as you're willing to commit to that, that authentic grit to be the best that you can be, then you will achieve whatever it is in life that you want. Wonderful. That's great. And she, and she was like, I was so eternally grateful because this guy, he's, he's been, he's been national champion. He's, he's, he's got, you know, everybody knows his name and he took the time to say, I want to support you to become excellent at whatever it is that you choose to do. Wow. And, uh, and so that, that will inspire her and change her life forever. Right. Because now she knows that she is capable of doing anything she chooses to do. Wonderful. And we, if, if anybody doesn't have a coach like that, we have to become our own coaches that way. Exactly. It's not easy. If a person hasn't gotten that in their childhood, um, that kind of encouragement, it's not easy. But it is possible because... There's infinite potential inside of all of us. Absolutely. But what we don't do is because of our childhood and how we were raised and don't step, don't talk, don't talk back, young man. Don't do this. Don't step out of line. Do all the things. And and we're not taught that we are exceptional just the way we are. But you you managed to get there anyway, didn't you? I did. Yes, you did. And you know it, it's it, and I got to give him props again. I had a little league coach that was he became my mentor wow. for a period of time. And when I was like nine to twelve, wow. and he was very, very positive and very interested wow. in me as a human being, not just a ball player. Wow! And he's my angel because That's two years after, two years after I, um, I I I aged out of little league, obviously he was still coaching. And he was a window washer by trade. Wow. And two years later, um, I read in the paper that he was uh, washing the window of, of a fifth-story wow. building, and the window popped out. Wow. He fell to his death. Wow. 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 Uh, you know, so I see he was, you know, when I – that I'm, I can't barely speak after that. That was really something. Um, that's what we tell the people. That's what we were telling people in the Big Brother, Big Sister program. You have no idea what seeds you're planting. And you might not see the effects right away. So you could see what he planted in you and now how you're helping so many people. From the encouragement that he gave you during those really tender years. 
Wow. <laughs> Excuse me. That was amazing. Wow. It, 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 it absolutely, <laughs> it absolutely changed, it changed my life. Yes. Cause because he cared because he cared about you and he saw your potential as a person. Wow. Wow. That's all it, it takes. One person. It makes such a difference. Yes. That, that's, that's why to me, he came and was my angel yes. and, uh, and he passed away shortly thereafter, but, wow. but he was everything that, and, and you know, the interesting thing was, uh, uh Brock, I got to tell you, he was not an educated man. Right. He was an immigrant from Scotland, hence the name Scotty Reed. Wow. Uh, that wasn't actually his first name. I never knew his first name. Wow. Because everybody called him Scotty. Wow. And so he was a window washer by trade and uh, had a modest house, had a wife. He had kids but I, who I never knew. But he had this burning desire to help children, yes. to help young men become better. Yeah. And he was, he was a remarkable individual. And uh, so he taught me kindness and he yes. taught me um, that, that, that he also taught me humility because I was one of the better players on the team. Wow. And he also said, your job as being one of the better players is to help the younger kids and to, wow. and to help them. And so he was, you know, and we all need a mentor like that. I yeah. was just really fortunate to have someone in my life and I've had several. Uh, in my life that have really helped me get to, 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 to be able to do this. Right. Exactly. And I'd like to think I do it. Okay. Yes. You do it. Great. <laughs> you bring out, you bring out the best in people just like, um, Scotty did. Is that it? Scotty? Yep. Yeah. That's phenomenal. And, and, and like you were saying, hmm, you don't need education. <laughs> We need wisdom, simple wisdom. And this this is simple wisdom, what you're spreading. You know, I, I went to Harvard because I was looking for wisdom. I didn't find that there, but I did find it on my spiritual search for the wisdom that was missing. That's that's what I'm devoted now to spreading to. Because I've heard that we're we're drowning in information, but we're still starving for wisdom. Yeah. That's, that's, there's a bumper sticker right there <laughs> that, or, or a t-shirt that should be one, one of both um, because you're, you're right. We, we've got, you want to find out anything in the world, you can go and you can look in your little computer. Where is it? There, there we go. Your, mm -hmm. your little computer and you can find out anything in the world except how to, how to respond appropriately when somebody has something negative to say to you yeah. or that you, you're feeling down about yourself and, and how, to, how to get through those things, which is why I, I think we all need coaches and we all need people. And, but more importantly than just a coach, we need somebody to support us. And I just love the fact that your children have got this, 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 uh, when did they come to you? Did they say, hey, mom, we want to do a newsletter for you? Well, what what happened is, the in in the in the newest book I wrote when I wrote the manuscript, let's stay healthy. This was during the pandemic, the beginning of the pandemic, and people really wanted to know how to stay healthy and and how to keep their children healthy, and explain to children why it's so important to build to strengthen our immune systems. If we if we take care of our immune systems, our immune systems can take care of us. Because we saw 
Those were the people that suffered the most during the pandemic, those that did not have strong immune systems. So basically, they told me, please don't send this manuscript to a publisher. They said, we want to become a publishing company now. We want to publish your books from now on. So that's what they're doing. They have taken over. I'm no longer sending my books out to publishers, and they are publishing my books. And that's why they're sending out the newsletter and everything that they're doing. Amazing creative stuff. They're both, my youngest son and his wife are both super creative people, too. They're teachers, and, and they love to share. Yeah. You must be very proud. Yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful. <laughs> That's what I say. I'm real. I'm really, really grateful. Yeah. That yeah. that is so cool. How many kids do you have? Six, six children, six children, and they're all parents. You know, of a bunch of children. Yes, each of them. So, don't you have like thirty-five grandchildren or something like that? Well, well, I might right now. My. <laughs> my no, my daughter is expecting the 35th child, so we'll see. Um, maybe you know something I don't know yet. I had 34 until un, until we started this conversation. <laughs> but she's expecting a baby, so um, I'm working on 35. Yeah, God will, hopefully. And so Thank when you me. have Christmas, that must just be an extraordinary experience. Well, Hanukkah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Hanukkah, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, my... my, my... Yep. Christian roots are showing. I'm sorry yes, about that. Yes, yes, yeah. We 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 rarely all get together, but you know, we're grateful that online we can connect by Zoom and things like that. It's hard to get everybody together because um, my youngest daughter's in Israel, my son is in Phoenix, another son is in Houston, Texas. We're and then there's Maryland and New Jersey, so we're all spread out. Yeah, it must feel very. You must be very grateful for the fact that that you you guided them well they grew up straight and true and they're all um have become parents and and are and are good contributors to society yeah that, the... that's that's it so much gratitude it's more gratitude than i ever imagined having in life yes and yeah. and imagine you having six kids and 36 grandchildren and you're only 32 <laughs> years of age yourself. Isn't that amazing? You did all that. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> so that is, that is phenomenal. And so you congratulations. And, uh, and I really, by the way, since they've begun to publish your books, have the say, has, have they gotten into it? Have the, have the sales changed in any way? I mean, it's hard to know. I don't even follow these kind of things. I'm so not interested in money, which is like why I'm doing this because, you know, authors really don't make the money like the publishing companies make the money. So this is all not interesting to me. How many books? I know that some of my books, well, there are books that have sold over 100,000 copies and that's really good. The, the safety books they're in like so many homes protecting children from abuse. And I know that that has saved a lot of lives. So I'm really, really grateful. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever think sometimes that uh, the fact of the matter is that you're saving people's lives and you'll never meet them? Yeah. And I love that. I love that. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. I mean, you're doing that too. We have no idea. I, I, 
this reminds me of a story. Okay, so there, there, there's a man on a roof. He's about to jump. And the lady across the way, she sees him and she says, don't jump. I am sure your life is filled with a ton of pain. I'm sure you have so many problems. But what if on top of all your problems, what if you had been blind your whole life and now you could finally see the world? Would you still jump? And he says, no, of course not. I want to see. I'd want to see. And she says to him, well, you have been blind. You have been blind. Open your eyes. There are so many blessings in your life right now. Despite all the problems and the pain you're going through, there are still so many blessings. Open your eyes and see them. I have no idea why I started telling the story, but this is it. This is it. Everybody, no matter how sad they are, they are breathing. They have body parts that are amazingly working. There are many illnesses they don't have that they're not suffering with. They have so much to be grateful for. We all do, every one of us, at every moment, an infinite amount of things. And I want to thank you, Bracca Getz, for coming here. She's the author of 41 and a half children's books. <laughs> And she's the mother of six and the grandmother of shortly to be 35. <laughs> and it could happen any moment. God and, willing. <laughs> and do you have another book in the works yet? Yeah, we do. We do have a book in the works. Yeah, how'd you know, right? Well, yeah. Just, in your case, just give you 20 minutes and you'll come up right. with another book. <laughs> Hopefully. You know I tell people that. It takes 20 years and 20 minutes to write a book. People walk around for 20 years with an idea in their head. It just takes 20 minutes. Jot it down. Write it down really fast. And, and, and that's it. That's the main thing to do. Get it out of your head into the world. Yeah. And you have given me the, uh, the not hope is the wrong word. You've given me the, the um, ambition to put authentic grit out into into because I think I believe I honestly believe that it can help people. Woohoo! Yippee! Here it comes. <laughs> you you are phenomenal, young lady. Will you come back and talk to me often? Oh, sh my pleasure. My pleasure. I love it. Great talking to you. And let's see what happens with authentic grit when I come back. Absolutely. And by the way, these hours that I spend with you, they go so fast. <laughs> it's, it's like it, 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 we've, we've had the best time. We haven't even touched the surface yet. Thank you so much. Thank you for what you're doing. And thank you for what you're doing. Because <laughs> it's, it's really, in this day and age, it's really important that kids have got a resource that they can understand that is, that is designed for them yeah. so that they can protect themselves from... Yeah predators and from disease and yeah. from all you know you know bullies yeah. um which is really prevalent right now and yeah. all, of, all of that stuff so yeah congratulations i the work you're doing is nothing short of phenomenal thank you so much same right back at you thank you <laughs> and and brocky gets uh, bookshop right 
Oh, right. Getz, it's just called GetzBookshop.com because their name is also Getz. Their last name is Getz because it's my youngest son. So it's GetzBookshop.com. Yeah. Getz, and, and you can sign up for the newsletter <laughs> and get that. And, and uh, I just got my first one. It was a fabulous read. They did a great job. Oh, thank you. And it, it's it's really cool, and and uh, I really appreciate having you here because you you are the epitome of what we can all do and what we can all be. I think. Thank you so much. Very grateful. Thank you. And and not to say that that I'm sure that there's you know, real quick story before I go. Do you know who Neil Donald Walsh is? No. Neil Donald Walsh is a is a spiritual author. He wrote Conversations with God. And I heard him say just the other day, because he's written like 15 or 20 books, and but he's a human. He's been married several times. He's had, and as a matter of fact, he said uh, in an interview the other day, he said, one of my children came to me and they said, you know, Dad, maybe you should read one of the books you've written. <laughs> <laughs> because we're all, we're all human. And he said, well, maybe, maybe, maybe I should. <laughs> So, because, because, you know, but you are striving every day to live your life with gratitude and to help people. And that's, that's, I can't think of a better, I can't, and, and the money doesn't matter to you. It's not about that. It's about taking care of people. Thank God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, um, uh, who, we, we have a saying, who is rich? Those who are happy with what they have. Yeah. And in closing, I just have to tell you that I've, I've been doing a lot of interviews with people that have traveled the world and what they will tell me and all, and they do this all the time. They'll say, I do not know why people in the United States are so unhappy because I can go to a place that has, they've got nothing. They've got maybe a hut and maybe they got water within a mile right. and they're, but they're happy, right? They're happy with their lives. They're happy with what they've got. Right. And, and they've got nothing by our standards. Yes. There's something we're missing. And I yep. think that we need to find it. Gratitude. With your help, we will find it. <laughs> and, I, and I thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Bye-bye. So if, if you wait right there, I'll <laughs> oh, be right sure. back. Okay. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to one another because each other's all we got.